Welcome to InStep Podcast, a ministry of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Billings, Montana. This podcast is all about you, me, and Jesus walking in step. Our goal is to gain a fresh perspective to apply the principles of God's Word to our everyday life. Thanks for joining us. And now, let's see what God has for us today in step. You, me, Jesus. Welcome to Episode 3 of the In Step Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to give us a listen. Now, this episode is a bonus episode on fatherhood featuring Dr. Barrett Duke. Once again, Barrett and I had such a rich conversation last week that uh, we decided to break it up into two episodes. But before we get into today's content, I wanted to make you aware of a few opportunities coming up here at Emmanuel. Uh, First of all, this Saturday, January 26th, from 12 to 1.30, our men's ministry is hosting our annual wild game cook-off. All men and boys are invited to join us for games, food, and prizes. The cost is $4 a person, and tickets are available at myemanual.net. Second, our annual life conference is coming up in February 8th through 9th, Friday night from 6 to 8.30, and Saturday from 9 to 1. Our guest speaker is Dr. Jim Korber, and the theme is Get Back Up, Responding in Radical Faith. We're going to learn about how to respond to life's difficulties in a way that brings honor and glory to God and strengthens our walk with Him and others. Now, there's no cost to this event, but the deadline to register is February 3rd, so sign up online at myemanual.net. You won't want to miss either of these events. Well, in case you missed last episode, Barrett and I sat down and uh, talked about being a father and seeking to honor the Lord. And this week, we finished our discussion and chat about parenting adult children tapping into good resources to help us with our parenting, the importance of mentoring relationships, and Barrett's connection to the Duke, John Wayne. You know, I always appreciate the opportunity to sit down with someone and and glean from their life experience, and I know you will too. So without further ado, here's part two of my conversation with Dr. Barrett Duke in today's episode. So, uh, what, uh, as a father, um, you know, you sort of had to learn all these things, trial and error, and, and, um, you know, gee, this didn't work, so let's try this, you know. And, and I know in, in my own parenting there's been times where I've I've come up with something to try and I've either said to my wife or thought to myself, if this doesn't work, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what sort of books, studies, scriptures uh, made a big impact for you as a father to guide your parenting? Yeah, well, the the, uh, the scripture that I quoted earlier, it's interesting that Paul says it twice in Ephesians and Colossians, um, you know, fathers, uh, discipline your children, but don't exasperate them, mm. don't discourage them. Mm-hmm. That must really matter when God basically says the same thing twice. Yeah, you know, almost word for word, right? <laughs> pay, pay attention here, you know. Our job isn't to break our children, and I'm afraid some fathers think their job is to break their children, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. Our job is not to break our children. Our, guide is, our job is to help guide our children into the future that God has for them. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was really important for me, and of course, um, uh, the proverb, Proverb uh, 22, 6, that tells us to train up a child in the way it will go, mm-hmm. and when he's older, he won't depart from it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we know that, that that that's a generalization about how the world works, yeah. and some children fight that, yeah. but generally, I've observed um, that um, as people get older, mm-hmm. they tend to come back to 
what their roots were. Yeah. So I, I trusted in that many times with my children, I still do, uh, that the things that I helped my children understand were important. Mm-hmm. While right now, you know, they're all busy trying to see how far they can get, mm-hmm. you know, and see how high they can climb the ladder and, sure. and how much of life, you know, uh, they can enjoy. Um, and, you know, priorities are different at times for them. Um, but I'm seeing even now while they're in their 20s, I'm seeing even now that they're beginning to recognize that there are some things more important um, than, than career, mm-hmm. some things more important than personal happiness. Yeah. Um, and I, I, so I, I, I trust in that passage um, that uh, the things that I built into my children while they were little, mm-hmm. while it was possible, yeah. will surface later yeah. more so for them as they begin to evaluate their lives, evaluate where it really matters. Um, and you only get those early years to do that. When your child is a teenager or a young adult, it's too late. You mm-hmm. have to build those things, those spiritual values into their lives as young children, yeah, and then let God then begin uh, to uh, bring those out and bring those back into their lives later. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, those are really important passages for me. Um, you know, you, you're, there's just no way to uh, get through. There certainly wasn't a way for me to get through uh, what I needed to do and be as a father mm-hmm. um, without having somebody to look to. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I developed a close relationship with a man who was a godly man who um, was raising his children to love the Lord. And I got close to him, and I listened to him, and I watched him, and I asked questions of him about how he did what he did and learned from him um, so that, you know, I didn't just have to pull all these things out of the air. I did have somebody that I looked to as a a, um, trusted guide for me as well. Yeah. And then of course the books, you know, when when we were raising our kids, James Dobson's stuff was oh, sure. I mean, yeah, I mean he was basically uh, the the biblical answer to the Dr. Spock, you know. That's right. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, you know some of his books um, um, what what are they um, let's see bringing up boys, mm-hmm. bringing up girls, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, every mother needs to read bringing up boys. Mm. All right, because Mothers don't understand boys. Sure, right? sure. Every father needs to read Bringing Up Girls. Yeah. Because, you know, we just don't understand girls. Um, and so we need to read the other book, not just mm-hmm. the book of the, you know, the kids that are the same sex as us, but the other as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so those uh, uh, questions parents ask, uh-huh. um, I think was the title of it or something like that. Uh, the Parents Answer Book, um, hopefully it's still in print. I'd encourage everybody uh, to get that. Just incredible wisdom and um, uh, understanding about how to guide children, how to be a good, godly, responsible parents in that. And then the self-willed child. Yeah. Man, um, everybody ought to read uh, the self-willed child as mm-hmm. well. Um, so there were those books, um, and most of the books that I read are out of print. <laughs> <laughs> that was so long ago, those were out of print. But my guess is the Dobson books are still in print, and yeah. there are still other books around as well, yeah. um, I think, on fatherhood mm-hmm. um, and on motherhood as well. Oh, yeah. And people need to avail themselves of those. We shouldn't be ashamed of the fact that we just don't know everything there is to know about this, because, quite frankly, 
you, there are no trial runs, right? Yeah. You do maybe um, you do a little better with the third and fourth shot right, than you did with right, the first. Right. Um, but in reality, you're learning as you go, um, and you shouldn't think that you just have to figure this out for yourselves. Uh, so I found these resources. I'd encourage every father, every mother to find those resources as well and not figure that it's just um, it's just them against the world yeah. raising their child because it's not true. Yeah, definitely. So so good godly resources. You mentioned uh, Dr. James Dobson, Focus on the Family, that ministry. Yeah. Uh, and certainly the, the amount of resources these days is more robust than it was uh, back when you were raising children. Um, and... Um, uh, and also coming alongside another father who you see that's just killing it, you yeah. know, doing a great job as a dad. You're looking at him going, that's the kind of dad I want to be right there. Yeah. Um, man, I definitely want to encourage men out there to shoulder up to some guy who's who's plowing his field straight. That's good. And say, like how, yeah. how, how are you doing that? Because mine are all over the place and my kids are, you know, I feel like I'm losing every day. Mm-hmm. And um, having, having a godly mentor, I think, is invaluable. You can't place a price on it. No, you can't. No, no. Man, that's so great. Thank you so much. Um, so we touched on this a little bit. Um, uh, your parents are grown. And we talked about this idea um, from Proverbs, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he was old, he, he will not depart from it. And, and we understand that Proverbs are maxims. They're not hard and fast truths. Obviously, uh, you know, some gentle answers do not turn away wrath yes. all the time, you know, and um, and so there are plenty of parents out there whose kids are adults right now, and their kids have rebelled against the things that they've taught them, mm. and uh, the par- these parents are hurting. They're 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 hurting for their kids. If I believe if they could take their place, you know, like Paul with uh, with Israel. And bring salvation to them, or, or put them on the right path. They would do it for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, what advice would you give them in terms of wayward adult children who are oh. turning their back on the Lord and the church? It's. It, I have no doubt it's painful um, to to be a parent and see your children making the wrong choices. Um, I made the wrong choices as a teenage. Mm-hmm. A teenager and as a young man, mm-hmm. um, but uh, parents should understand. And quite frankly, I've had this conversation with God more than once, and I reminded God this is supposed to be a partnership, Lord. So I need you to show up. Yeah, sure. and I've said that more than once. God, sure. we're this is a partnership yeah. with us and this child. Mm-hmm. So look to God and uh, call God in uh, to that relationship call God into that child's life mm-hmm. call God into your life as well because God is there and mm-hmm. he does want to help and he is available and he will help if we'll call him in mm-hmm. uh, so look to God for help pray mm-hmm. without a doubt uh, be in prayer um, remember that um, our children are themselves are trying to find their place in the world and they might mess that up a little bit as they go Mm -hmm. but if they've trusted Christ as Savior, they have God in their lives, they have the Spirit of God in their lives guiding them through that as well trust God Mm -hmm. with some of that as well and give them room still to make some mistakes 
but be there for them, you know, when when things get really hard for them, when they've really messed up, to try to help them so that they can get back on their feet. Now, sometimes you eventually just have to say, you know what, we've done this enough. You're just going to have to pay the price here yeah. um, because it seems like that's the only way you learn. Yeah. Um, but that shouldn't be the first time right. you know, they of stumble. Course. Yeah, of course. Um, um, we should be there. We should continue to respond to our children with grace uh-huh. and uh, with love and continue to grant them that unconditional love that, quite frankly, we needed yeah. in, you know, oh, in our lives and that so we true. still depend on in our lives. And I'm afraid oftentimes um, we expect people to be more patient with us than we're willing to be with others. Mm-hmm. We need to recognize that that um, others uh, need us to be as patient with them as we're expecting people to be uh, patient with us. Right. Um, so I think those are uh, really important things that I would say to, to any parent. Um, and um, I would, I would uh, just uh, remind that parent to continue to live out the presence of Christ mm-hmm. in his or her life. Let that child see you um, living faithfully even in your own circumstances mm-hmm. and your own challenges and as we get older we have other challenges coming into our lives and our children need to see that as our lives are changing uh, we're still responsive to the Lord and as we're meeting new kinds of challenges like maybe you find yourself out of work yeah. when you're 50 or 55 yeah. how do you respond to that yeah that can be a testimony to your children as well. So continue to let your children see you faithfully living out the things of God. Now, at that point, they're too old for a lecture. Sure. Right? They're, yeah. they're yeah. not going to sit still for a lecture. <coughs> yeah. um, but they will still be watching. They will still be seeing how real this faith thing really is for yeah. you. So continue to try to live out that that faith that you have um, and then watch for those opportunities for your child to ask you to speak to you. I have this, this saying, I, my child may have closed his door, uh-huh. but my door will always be open to my child. Yeah. I will always leave the door open on my side yeah. for my child to come back to me oh, yeah. to ask me something and to say, oh, Barry, uh, uh, Dad, how do I, you know, how do I do this? Man, yeah. I mean, yeah. what, a, what a great thing it is, right? When your child comes back to you, gives you a call one day and says, <laughs> Dad, how did you do this? How do you do this? You know, you keep the doors open on your yeah. side. And then you pray and you wait and you trust God that eventually, because you kept things open on your end of things, eventually your child will respond back to you. Yeah. And then finally, I would say, remember, your child is still, as an adult, is still responsible for his or her decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Those are his or her decisions. He owns them. Mm-hmm. You don't own them. Okay? Our children don't have to live out, even if we made some mistakes, our children don't have to live those out. They are consciously making decisions that they know, usually they know, lead to bad places. Yeah. They own that. That's your. That's not your responsibility for the decision that your adult child makes. Ultimately, um, do the best you can with your children while you have them while they're young. Do the best you can with them in every stage of life. But ultimately, they're responsible for the decisions they make, and let them uh, learn as they go mm-hmm. with God 
as you continue to grow in uh, your own walk with the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Well, ah, that's so great. I love what you said there at the end, and I about uh, it's their responsibility. And I hope that sets some parents free because I know there's a lot of parents out there with adult children who are bearing this weight of guilt and shame mm-hmm. and, and embarrassment, and they're bearing the weight to a certain degree. I, I think far more than they should because of the decisions that their adult children are making. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I know there's a lot of parents out there thinking, it's my fault they're doing this. Yes. What did I do wrong? And, and the answer is nothing. Mm-hmm. Because, and we made mistakes. Now, we make mistakes as parents. And those mistakes have consequences and effects. But I think if we overstate our mistakes on the lives of our children, um, then... If, if the way our children turn out is left up to us, truly, then all of our kids are ruined, I believe. <laughs> I believe our kids are doomed if it is completely up to us, either good or bad. Yep. Because, um, you know, we sin more than we think we sin. Mm. We make more mistakes than we know we do. And um, God is so faithful and gracious and, and can bring beauty out of ashes. Um, and it's just amazing. And so... Uh, those parents that have kids that are wayward right now, um, I just want to encourage you to, to to trust in the Lord and His faithfulness and the work that He started in the lives of your kids, the work that you faithfully carried on uh, as His servant, um, and trust the grace of God that He's going to bring something good from that. Because our God's a God who's in the business of bringing good things from difficulty, pain, struggle, failures, um, I've learned a lot about being a parent through my goof-ups, mm. you know, and what I'm supposed to change in my life in order to be a better dad. And so I appreciate that. Um, a couple more questions, and then we'll be finished. Again, I appreciate your time, Barrett. Uh, but uh, not everyone out there has a good dad or, or even has a dad. So um, what, 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 what advice would you give for those who are a parent now or fixing to be a parent sometime soon? Or even thinking about being a parent or a dad, when they have that, that I guess, dad wound is a term I'd use, or, or in dad emptiness, um, and they're struggling themselves as a dad. Yeah, you know, um, I, th- I think um, in, in my own life, as, as you know, I've thought about my relationship with my father, I've had to release the resentment. Hmm. You know, I've had to release my dad. Could he have done better? Yes. Could I have done better? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I have to let that resentment go mm-hmm. um, and not hold that against him and and find my way with the Lord. Um, so I would say the first thing, if, if you haven't, if you don't have the best role model uh, there for you, um, um, don't blame the decisions you're making if they're bad decisions on the fact that your father wasn't the best father yeah. he could have been. Yeah. Um, re- release the resentment that you have that your father didn't do as well for you as he could have and take responsibility for your decisions. Mm. You don't have to repeat the bad choices maybe that your parent made uh, simply because that's the only model you know. Yeah. So release the resentment. Choose to do differently yourself. Um, I think uh, I mentioned it before. Find somebody yeah. that that is doing this well mm-hmm. and come alongside them and just 
watch and listen and ask them if you can get together with them regularly and learn. Um, I think some other things are let God parent you. Mm. You know, learn from the way God is accomplishing his work in your life and ask yourself, okay, how can I then repeat that in the lives of my children? Um, Be that conduit of God to my children um, as I see uh, God working in my life. Um, And then finally, I'd say, you know what, open up and let God replace that pain in your life from that that imperfect experience that you had as a child. Uh, Let God take that pain and replace it with his peace. Mm -hmm. We're not we're 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 not destined to repeat the mistakes of our parents. So true. Because we have a God who is above all of that and who is better than all of that. We're responsible for how we respond to those around us, and we have a God who's able to fix and replace and repair. Yeah. And he's quite capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. If we will simply say, I want to do better, <laughs> and then find those resources that will help us do better, release your past, mm-hmm. let God work on you in the present, find those resources in the present, and then apply those in the future and you'll be a better parent. You'll yeah. certainly be a better parent than maybe the experience that you had. Yeah. And if you had no experience, you know, no prior experience um, of a parent in your life, you'll definitely be a better parent. <laughs> Amen so to that. Yeah. The future is positive because we have a God who is all powerful, um, and we shouldn't let our past hold us back from uh, being the man or the woman mm-hmm. that God wants us to be. Yeah. Uh, we are not. Uh, slaves to destiny. We are not slaves to fate. We have a God who breaks through all of those things if we'll just let him. Yeah, yeah. So with that, I mean, as a dad, you need a willingness to say, I need to get better at this. And and, uh, so then you begin to think about, well, how how do I do that? Is it watching more TV? Well, obviously not. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, is it, it, uh, um, you know, I I think sometimes we think about all these things that we as dads will try to do on our own. And I think it's clear that being a better dad is about looking to the Lord, spending the time with the Lord and also with other men of God who are, who are being, who are trying to follow the Lord in, in their fatherhood, mm. uh, trying to emulate the savior as they parent their kids and come alongside other men and, and, um, taking steps to just say, you know, to have that willingness to say, I want to get better. Now let's talk about how we can yes. do it. And no dad's going to be a better dad overnight, mm-hmm. uh, but every dad will be a better dad through persistence, humility, and, uh, and, and again, like you said, letting, the, letting God parent us through mm-hmm. his word and, and show us what it means to love people through the, especially through the example of Jesus and how loving and caring he was um, for his friends who, who betrayed him and stabbed yes. him in the back in his time of greatest need. And, and yet he restored and forgave and was constantly pursuing relationship with them. Amen. Yeah, so good. Um, all right, your parents, uh, or excuse me, your kids are out of the home now. They're adults. And you're still their dad. So you touched on this a little bit. You talked about how just being having the door open for you. Um, how are you parenting your kids right now? Um, we, I'm 2,000 miles away from my kids right now. Okay. They, my wife and I are 2,000 miles away from our kids, so it makes it harder. We can't get together with them as often as we want, but 
we do get together with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we treat them like adults. Uh-huh. Right? We, we have adult conversations with them yeah. um, because they're adults. I respect their opinions. I respect the decisions they're making. Mm-hmm. And uh, I try to show them uh, that I'm not trying to make them into the image that I expect for them to have. I, I want them to understand that, that uh, they're living their lives before God mm-hmm. as their own persons. Um, and I, I make sure that I celebrate their successes with them, mm-hmm. um, um, regardless of what those are. If, if that's a success in their life uh, and they, they work toward that, I celebrate that with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I make sure that I'm around them as much as I can. I'm, I call them. I spend a lot of time texting them mm-hmm. as well. Um, so, you know, we try to be around our kids as much as we can. Uh, I try to have some individual time with them, especially with my younger son. Every time I go out, we go out for a meal together, just yeah. him and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I let him talk about what's going on in his life. And and um, he lets me speak into his life. Or he, I just listen yeah. and give him a way uh, to to uh, talk to me. So, um, you know, th- at this point, the time for teaching is done unless yeah. they ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's the time for me to live out my values, to continue to encourage them, to continue to pray for them. I pray for them every day. Um, and I stay in touch with them on a regular basis. Um, but I'm trusting that they're now in God's hands yeah. and God is still at work there. Yeah. Um, and I'm trusting that God's continuing this thing that we <laughs> began in my home yeah. because I believe that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I know they have God in the same way that I have uh, God in my life in the yeah. same way that I had God in my life as a young man as well. They have him now as well. And so I can trust my children into the hands of a God who is quite capable yeah. and quite able. So maybe they'll make a wrong choice. Maybe something awful will come into their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned a long time ago not to worry about the things I have no control over, right? <laughs> That's just good. And I That's trust God for that, right? And I trust God for that. Um, but I'm there. And my children know that I'm there. Mm-hmm. And they know, that if they, they know that if they need me, I'll be there for them. Uh, the best that I possibly can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try the best I can now uh, for us to have an adult-to-adult relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And it does take a certain amount of faith to trust God to do the work that he, that you, that he used you to start. Mm, yes. You know, and I think as parents, sometimes maybe we get caught up in the control game where, you know, our, our kids are adults, they're making mistakes. We want to save them from pain and hardship and difficulty. And so I think sometimes parents tend to be maybe on the little bit overprotective, controlling yes. side of yes. things. Um, and uh, it's, it's tough to navigate. It's tough to know what's right to do, especially when your kids are just becoming adults, you know. Um, once your kids are, you know, 25, 30 years old, I'm sure it's a lot easier to say, okay, well, you're 30 now. So mm. it's, <laughs> you know, we're, we're now 12 years past the time when you turned 18. We no longer, you know, interact as we did before. Uh, although, unfortunately, there's uh, plenty of kids who are still living in mom and dad's basement at 30 plus because it's they've been true. allowed to. So, yeah. um, and, and probably, you know, it depends on what your child's doing. Maybe there are times when you do have to intervene. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes intervention is absolutely crucial. Yeah. But I think you're right. Uh, too often 
we get involved when we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just too. We've been there. We've done that. We know where where they're headed is. Yep. You know, where they're going is headed, and so we do want to try to protect them from that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they have to learn as they go, just like we had to learn as we went. Yeah. And uh, I learned a long time ago that I learned a lot more from my failures than I ever learned from my successes. Yeah. And my children need to have some of those failures as well yep. uh, for them to learn to. Yeah, that's so good that our children need to have some failures. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and pain is, is a common element to human existence. Pain, mm-hmm. struggle, difficulty. And so to think we're going to get through life scot-free without any pain or difficulty is, is silly. But we do learn some of our greatest life lessons through our most desperate times, don't we? Yes, I certainly did. Excellent. Well, again, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I got one last question for you here. This one's a little bit on the lighter side. Uh, your last name is Duke. So, do you feel any connection to the Duke, and how does John Wayne factor into your life story? Yeah. Well, interesting questions, Gally. Um, well, you know, I I grew up with the Duke on television, there you right? Go. Um, and uh, he was that. You know, I mean, he was the. The quintessential hero. Sure. You know, the guy just, no matter how it all started, it always ended up well with, with him riding off into the sunset, having fixed all the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, there, there's no doubt that there's a lot to be learned there. I, I think he does serve as a good model for us of a person who righted wrong because most of his characters were on the right side of yep. the law, you know, yep. or even when they were on the wrong side of the law, they were at least conflicted yes. individuals, you yes. know. Um, um, but another thing about John Wayne is for the most part, he stayed in the space where he was successful. Yeah. You know, his best roles were the, you know, the Western, yep. uh-huh. you know, the, yeah. the, the guy in charge out in the West. That's so right. He stayed in the space where he was successful. That's mm-hmm. a good lesson to learn. It is. You know, focus on what you're successful at. Don't keep beating your head against a wall of something that you're not skilled for, gifted for to do. So, you know, uh, I, I can look at him and I can learn that from him. But another interesting thing that I learned about him is that he actually had a mentor himself. Oh, really? He actually learned a lot about how he conducted himself from Wyatt Earp. Oh, there you go. He met Wyatt Earp. <laughs> and he talked with Wyatt Earp. And he actually said that his a lot of his mannerisms, the way he walked and the way he carried himself, he actually learned from observing Wyatt Earp. Wow. And so here, this great film figure. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, that's just what's on film. That isn't, that wasn't the real man. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but this great film figure who just exuded all these incredible character uh, traits and all these great qualities mm-hmm. himself learned from somebody else. Yeah. For me, that's an important lesson to remember. If the great Duke, if the great you know, Duke. the great Duke himself actually went to the person who had done it before, yeah. who had been there and done that, yeah. had to learn from Wyatt Earp, you know, how to fulfill this role. Mm-hmm. Why should I think that that I'm just supposed to try to figure this out all myself? Let me go find a mentor or two as well. Yeah. Let me go to Jesus as well mm-hmm. and learn from him too. Uh, so, yeah, there are some things <laughs> that this Duke has learned from the, the Duke. Duke. <laughs> So they call you the Duke at the office yet? Is that um, everyone? Shh, Dukes come when you arrive, and everyone's sort of goofing you know, around and being silly. The Duke's here. The Duke, probably, but I haven't <laughs> heard it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, excellent.
Excellent, excellent. Ah, I love that. Wyatt Earp. Wow. Yes, yes. That's incredible. Not not many people can say something. I, I just That's just a manly thing to say. My mentor is Wyatt Earp. If you <laughs> just throw true. that out, you know, it's sort of a game changer. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate you, uh, you taking some time out of your schedule and meeting with us and talking about fatherhood and and being uh, being open and honest about you know the things that you've learned and the things that God has taught you throughout the years, and I know that uh, that those listening out there will glean a lot of things from what you said today, and and hopefully apply them to their lives to uh, to glorify God more through their fatherhood. So thanks again. Sure, glad to be with you, and um, if this can be helpful to anybody, I'm glad for it to be so. So uh, thanks for giving me the chance to be here with you. Well, thanks once again for joining us for part two of my discussion uh, about fatherhood with Dr. Barrett Duke. I think our conversation highlighted one of the most important things that he talked about, and that's finding a mentor to help us fathers with the difficulties of juggling life, um, of being a parent, being a husband, and being a man of God in general. I hope your time with us has um, spurred you on to the right direction and take a step of faith with your walk with Jesus. Now, don't forget to check out the Wild Game Cook-Off and the Life Conference on our website at myemmanuel.net. And as always, if you're not subscribed to the Emmanuel Podcast, take a few minutes, find us on your device, and click subscribe. And don't forget to share this content with a friend, and while you're at it, why don't you share it on social as well. Thank you for joining us today for the InStep Podcast. InStep. You. Me. Jesus. Thanks for listening to the InStep Podcast ministry of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Billings, Montana. We hope your time with us today has encouraged, strengthened, and helped you walk in step with Jesus. New episodes are available every other Wednesday, so please subscribe, share us with a friend, and like us on Facebook. Also, don't forget to check out our website at myemmanuel.net. And finally, please don't change or alter the content in any way without our permission. Until next time, in step. You, me, Jesus.